Welcome to another episode of the YXE Sports Podcast for the week of June the 21st. Of course, today is June the 21st. Ray Morrison, the longest day of the year. It is, yep. And I hate to rain on everybody's parade, but after today, the days get shorter. Shorter. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we are, of course, live at Winter Clark's Classic <laughs> Grill and Bar. In case you didn't need enough bad news in the world, the days start getting shorter after today. But we are live at Winter Clark's Classic Grill and Bar, as we are every single Monday. We're live on that Facebook page. We're live on the YXC Sports Podcast Facebook page. Of course, we are on all your audio streaming devices. We are on No YXC as well. Father's Day yesterday, so I know I said this to you yesterday, but happy Father's Day Thank to you, you and much. happy belated, yeah. happy belated Father's Day to everybody that's watching or listening. And yep. uh, what did you get up to this weekend? Well, Father's Day actually, uh, the oldest Adam, your brother, yep. uh, drove into town from Birchdale, Saskatchewan, and bought me lunch. Yeah, and then turned around and drove back, and uh, you and Melissa were there. Yep. And, your mom says, and so it was a great day. It was just a nice day to kind of, you know, if we get this wind to die down a little yeah. bit, it'll be a little bit easier to get outside, too. But no, uh, we did that. Uh, did a little work around uh, you and uh, the new Melissa, yeah. your place on Saturday. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was busy. Great to, get, great to get outside, though. So, yeah, the days might be getting shorter, but there's still lots of outside time before there won't be any more. Brian uh, says, hey, Ray, it was cool running into you at London Drugs. So you must have a fan. Oh, there you go. Yes, Brian. Uh, I'm not sure if you were there with your dad, Brian, or whatever. But, yeah, I saw you at the uh, counter. So, Brian, uh, hope you're having a good day. And uh, thanks for the chat. Uh, he was a big fan of the Chris Cutburn. Nice. Brian, yeah. uh, Brian was uh, uh, great to see um, CC on. He was quite happy about that. So, Brian, have a good uh, have a good evening, sir. Adam didn't buy us lunch, apparently. He left a bill for us to grab tonight. So that'll oh, be interesting. that's what it is. As is that well. what it is? So. Right. Be a mad dash after this uh, episode is over to get out there of here at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill Bar. Run right after the show. Yeah, exactly. Lots of football talk to get to because we finally have some football to talk about uh, this week in terms of Canada West and the CFL. We're also going to get uh, around to some NHL. Before we talk about the Canada West, uh, I just want to give a big shout out to Brian Gieberton, and everybody involved with Saskatoon Minor Football and Football Saskatchewan on Friday night. The past two Friday nights, I actually had the pleasure of uh, being the voice of the 2021. Spring Academy, yeah, that's put on by Saskatoon Minor Football. So uh, that was U16 teams and U18 teams. So a great job by Brian Gieberts and everybody involved. To a great uh, job sure. by you as well. Thank you. Uh, yeah, some friends of ours. Yeah, uh, uh, Terry Hersicorn. Yeah, he was. He on yeah, the he was on the camera. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. Yeah. Gary Tarasov. Uh, they do a good Behind job. The controls. Yes, but you do the games by yourself. Yeah. And by the way, football is not an easy game for one commentator to do, and Matt uh, does a terrific job. So I just wanted to get that in before we get to our Canada West story here. Like a young uh, Vince Scully. Like a young, I am. That's what Brian Gieber Exactly, yeah, exactly. The Vince Scully of Saskatoon <laughs> minor Scully. football. But no, it go. was uh, tremendous to be out, and again, great job. Hats off to uh, Brian and everybody that made that work. Of course, we do have some football to get to in terms of the University of Saskatchewan Huskies, Canada West released their schedule this year. It is a six-game schedule this year for teams in the Canada West. And so an interesting note, the Huskies are going to open with the first two games on the road. They're going to open against the Calgary Dinos in Calgary at McMahon Stadium. Uh, that is going to be on September the 25th, which is the opening weekend of the Canada West schedule. That will be followed up by a Friday night game in Vancouver at UBC, uh, the week three 
will be the bye week, and then they return home. They face the Alberta Golden Bears at Griffith Stadium on October the 16th. And then the Regina Rams provincial rivalry, that game, who they only play once this year, uh, will be on October the 23rd at Griffith Stadium. And then October 30th, they will travel to Winnipeg to face the Manitoba Bisons. And then they will end off the regular season with another matchup against the Calgary Dinos on Saturday, November the 6th. So that game is going to be a little bit chilly. But an interesting note, they start the season and they end the season against probably what is going to be their toughest opponent in the Calgary Dinos. You know what I find interesting as well? The three road games in the six-game schedule are at the three farthest locales, Winnipeg, Calgary, and Vancouver. So when the Canada West wrote up the schedule, you think they might try to get the U.S. Huskies to maybe play a game against Regina or Edmonton, but nope, Calgary, Manitoba, likely a flight out to UBC, likely a flight out to Vancouver. Uh, and I know, Matt, you've done the games, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the last couple of years on the radio. And, uh, you know, generally the team flies there. Yep. I did find it interesting that uh, there wasn't two matchups against Regina, but uh, the complete schedule is out and there are no complaints. I think the other thing, too, when you think about the coaches like Wayne Harris, I guess he's still the defending Vanier Cup yep. champion coach, yep. or, or pardon me, Hardy Cup champion yep. coach. Um, there's no telling who the favorites are and who might yeah, travel them. I guess, I mean, right? Right, because... Yep. Eligibility is carried over, yep, right, for another year and that sort of thing. So it's really probably pretty tough to predict who might be some of the stronger teams in Canada West, um, you know, based on what happened two years ago because in university football, the careers are so short that now that we've missed a year, it's it's pretty tough to tell. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, how excited do you think these kids and the coaching staffs are? Yeah. Right, the student-athletes and the coaches uh, who put so much time and work and effort into – you know, trying to, to stay in shape over the past year, you got to just think that they're over the moon. They're probably over in the moon with the announcement that they were going to play Canada West yep. season, which well, came down a couple of weeks ago. But now that you actually have a schedule out, it just feels that much closer. Well, we talked about your work in Saskatoon minor football. Yep. Those guys are excited. Yep. Imagine the college guys exactly. right, who are yep. used to competing at a very, very competitive level mm-hmm. uh, to get on the field and, and see the schedule after the year we've had. has to be pretty exciting. And I imagine that it's probably a positive step for the universities as well, right, in terms of probably. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, you take a look at the announcement from Scott Moe yesterday that, uh, yeah. you know, the mandates and stuff are July 11th. Live. July 11th yeah. is going to be coming around quite closely. So that's good. And so, yeah, beyond sport, I mean, you talk about campuses and you talk about school and you talk about things like that. Um, you know, some positive things are happening, which is good because we need some. Exactly. So that's good news uh, for the Canada West. I'm assuming that the, maybe the, the hockey schedule and stuff like that will probably yeah. come out relatively soon. I tried to find that schedule. out today, and nobody seemed to know, oh, or okay. nobody got back to me anyway. Maybe just indifference from hearing from me. Uh, but I tried to check on when, like, volleyball and right. hockey and yeah. basketball might get going, yeah. some of the court sports and winter sports, and I never did hear back. Joe has a comment and uh, on the Facebook, and he says, Week 5, can't wait for that Battle of Saskatchewan. That always seems to be a good game between the Rams yeah. and the Huskies. I mean, the Rams, uh, you know, a couple of years ago seemed to – to have the Huskies number and recently in recent years, it's kind of the script has kind of been flipped. Yep. Those two universities are, are kind of going in different directions. But again, you never know with the long layoff and stuff like that. Yeah. You just have no idea what which way that that is going to go. Yeah. It is a shame that they only do play each other once. It is. Right? But it is good if you're in YXE that that game is yeah, here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so yeah, but yeah, it'll be great to uh, have the uh, singing cows, the dancing cows, and the yeah. togas Toga runs and, and everything, all yeah. that sort of yeah. stuff yeah. back at Griffith Stadium. So, so the U of S Husky football, yeah, yeah. the U of S Husky uh, football season starts on September the twenty fifth. The CFL season. This is kind of old news. We didn't get around to it last week because we interviewed Wendell Clark. But the Saskatchewan Rough Riders kick off on August sixth. That is the opening weekend in the CFL. Four of the first five games are at home at Mosaic Stadium down in Regina for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, which means four of their last five games are on the road, including the last two regular season games will both be played on the road. But you talk about the schedule and, you know, we can actually start kind of dissecting and analyzing this Saskatchewan Rough Rider team. They have a big opportunity in the first four weeks of the season. Well, for sure. And that and that's one of the things that you kind of sometimes forget. I mean, you'd like to play home games late in the year when playoff spots are on the line because with six of nine teams making it in, generally those teams aren't decided till late in the year, and I get that. But, uh, you know, there's also the adage that a win in August is as good as a win October, right? Uh, so BC and Saskatchewan August 6th, Hamilton the 14th, and then Ottawa the 21st. So Friday, Saturday, Saturday uh, is the way the Saskatchewan Rough Riders will start their 2021 season. Four straight at home. Uh, pardon me, four straight at home, and four of the first five are at Mosaic, as Matt mentioned. So that's what's interesting about this. It's party time. It's yeah, right? absolutely it's party time. <laughs> it's, we'll take we'll take it right with the short summers yep. here. We'll yep. take the home games right for sure, and that's good. So I think I read somewhere it might have been Rob Vanstone that uh, single game tickets go on sale July the fifth. Okay, I do believe. Okay, um, Hamilton and Winnipeg will kick off the season August the fifth, the day before that. Uh, Rider BC game, and I think I'll just stay on my couch for that December 12th break, which is supposed to be in Hamilton, I believe, right? Chilly, yeah, off the lake in Hamilton. Right, you get a you get a you know, a six o'clock, seven o'clock local start for a game in Hamilton in December. You could have some wet, cold winds blowing in from the Great Lakes at that point in time, but uh, but again, like we were just talking about, everybody's happy to see football, and again. CFL didn't play in 2020, so I thought it was interesting. Craig Dickinson's comments, uh, what was it, last week about how uh, he said that there might be some surprise cuts. He said, if you're not ready to go and in shape, doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, coach, coaches have said that before. Well, yeah, we've okay. heard coaches threaten veterans yeah. know, just to kind of get things rolling. Uh, one other piece of news from the Riders today, Chad Jeter, the defensive lineman, actually retired from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders to join the U.S. Air Force. Yeah. And now that came out of, I, I had no idea that was coming. Peter was a pretty good football player. Pretty good, pretty good football player on that team. Uh, and then Terrell Janda, the receiver from Virginia, the Riders uh, got him signed uh, today as well. I think he was a second round pick by the Saskatchewan Rough Riders okay. earlier this year. So he's been, uh, he's been signed by the green and white as well. They signed a punter from down under last week, I believe it was. They signed a punter from Australia. Um, so, yeah, it'll yep. be interesting to see again, but CFL football does return, which we already knew. Uh, but again, we just weren't able to talk about it last week because we were interviewing Wendell Clark, the former Toronto Maple Leaf great. Speaking of Wendell Clark, we, of course, are live at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar, as we are every single Monday. And you can come on down every single night that there is an NHL playoff ga- game here at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar because it's $5 drink specials as long as the Stanley Cup playoffs are going on, those Stanley Cup playoffs have been fantastic. There doesn't even need to be an NHL game for you to come on down to Wendell Clark's Classic Grill Bar on the corner of Circle and Idlewild 
in Saskatoon. Are you looking for something great to do near Saskatoon? You want to get out of the city and bask in Saskatchewan nature? Take the family or a friend out to the Petrovka Orchard. They have a great cafe that serves homemade food, a beautiful store full of gourmet apple and other local products, and a large variety of ice cream treats. After you fill your belly, you can take a walk to the riverfront beach and enjoy the most beautiful walking trails around the apple orchard. Only 40 minutes north of Saskatoon, right on Highway 12 at the base of the Petrovka Bridge. They're open daily from 10 to 6. The cafe is closed on Wednesdays. You can check out their website to find out more information at PetrovkaOrchard.com. Pretty big weekend for the NHL playoffs as well, and we might as well just uh, address the elephant in the room, Ray Morrison. It seems like the story of the Vegas-Montreal series has not been Montreal sticking around like nobody thought they would, but uh, maybe the officials a little on the side of the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, you know what? I'm not really going to buy into that because I think <laughs> Montreal had some opportunities in Game 4 that they could have cashed in on that they didn't. I think about uh, how good Robin Leonard was on that full Caulfield breakaway. Yeah. You know, that yep. that that could have been the difference right there. Yep. So, you know, for concerns about the officiating, I didn't really think it was that bad. I, I think Montreal probably had its chances to uh, to win that game. But how about Pete DeBoer going with Robin Leonard instead of Marc-Andre Fleury in Game 4, and pulling Ryan Reeves out of the lineup. Yeah. Ryan Reeves can be such a difference maker for, I don't know if he was hurt, though. I don't think he was. I think it was just a lineup change from what I heard. So Pete DeBoer, who has been deep into the playoffs before, has, uh, has done it again, and everybody was criticizing him. One of the harshest critics, actually, was um, Colby Armstrong on Twitter. Oh, okay. Who basically said, what, like, this is kind of a panic move. Now, yeah. keep in mind that Colby, who we all love, and um, has his Mark jersey Andre hanging Fleury, up in the bar. He's got his leaf jersey way, hanging yeah. up at the bar. But Mark Andre Fleury and Colby were teammates in Pittsburgh, of course. Right. So you do have to take this with a grain of salt. But I don't think anybody thought that it was a good move to pull Mark Andre Fleury from Game Four after after Fleury mishandled that puck the way he did in Game Three, which uh, led to the Anderson tying goal before he scored the winner. But it's interesting now how Vegas has grabbed the momentum. And it's kind of funny. Uh, Chris Cuthbert sent me a note Saturday before uh, Sunday's broadcast, basically saying, hey, the Montreal ghosts have returned. And he kind of used that line last night. Well, last night, the Vegas Golden Knights said that must make them Ghostbusters because they were able to come through and kind of, yeah, you know, uh, get the job done. And here's another interesting story. Saskatoon's Chandler Stevenson, according to Pete DeBoer, a return is on the horizon. Oh. That's what Pete DeBoer said. Now, they're not going to give you any time frames, and there's lots of gamesmanship, and we get it. But the way that the Vegas Golden Knights with Robin Leonard in, because now you still have a great goaltender in Marc-Andre Fleury. You've got a confident Robin Leonard in the stable now. And if Chandler Stevenson is set to return, that that could be very interesting. So the final three games of this are going to be very intriguing. If it does go seven games, if one team doesn't win two straight, which based on what we've seen in the first four, that might not happen. So if you're Pete DeBoer, and you and I are not, um, but if you are, who do you turn to in game number five? Uh, I'm going I, back to Flurry personally. You're going back to Mark Andre Flurry. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think you go with Leonard. Okay. I think you know. I think I think you know. And you saw what was kind of cool about that is Robin Leonard. Uh, just the joy of Mark Andre Flurry watching Leonard get that yep. win. I mean, and that wasn't anything fabricated or whatever. You could tell that there was just genuine happiness for Mark Andre Flurry. 
Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, it is a good question, though, because Marc-Andre Fleury had started 15 of the Golden Knights' 16 games, and he went 9-6. and six. You know what his goals against average was? 1.97. And that's why everybody was wondering, what is Pete DeBoer doing? Like, why would you why would you pull a goaltender with a GAA under two? But now Leonard has some time. Marc-Andre Fleury's been around the block. He's probably not lost much confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... You know, now you've got two good goaltenders going into the next two, three games of this series, which uh, which is really good. One thing about Montreal, um, so Kelly McCrimmon, the assistant GM for the Vegas Golden Knights, he came down with COVID. He wasn't around in game four. And Dominic Ducharme, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And Dominic Ducharme wasn't behind the benches for games three and four. Both uh, exciting games. Wall with the winner in game four for... Vegas, and of course, uh, it was uh, Anderson in game uh, three with a two-goal performance for Montreal. So this is going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. Going, of course, back to Vegas now, right? So you got to think that Vegas probably has some of the momentum returning home. Uh, but the series is tied up at two, so yeah. this is all you can like ask said, for. This has come down right? to goal tip, yep. right? Flurry and Price, well, now in, in DeBoer's stable, he's got, he's got Robin Leonard, who's who's pretty confident now. So this is going to be a ton of fun. Thing is with Montreal, every time you write them off, because they roll their lines so even, you just don't know who's going to be. It could be Armia, it could be Gallagher, it could be anybody from the first line to fourth line that makes a little bit of uh, difference for that Montreal team. So that's what's that's what's great about this matchup, is you know that Vegas is going to play well in net, no matter who they put in. But the way Montreal rolls four lines, you just don't know who their hero is going to be night to night. On the TV right now at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bars, Game 5 between the New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning. It looks like that game is just getting underway. No score. That series is tied up at two as well. Did you happen to see uh, any of the New York-Tampa uh, Bay game on Saturday, specifically the ending? I saw the ending. Wasn't that wild? Ryan oh. Pollock. Yeah. Was a great big, and I think it was against Braden Point, was it not? No, uh, McDonough. Ryan McDonough. Oh, it's Ryan McDonough. Yeah. Let a shot go with about four seconds to go in a one-goal game. And Pollock got in behind his goaltender, Varlamov, and made the greatest save you'll ever see a, a, <laughs> a non-goaltender make uh, to, to help the Islanders preserve the win. And they needed that because then they lost that one to the Stanley Cup champs. And would have been a, I think it would have been a tough road back for them. For sure, yeah, right. No, absolutely. So Tampa Bay knows how to win, obviously, right? So yep. that'll be interesting. Like I said, Game Five is on the TV right now. Um, when... Steven Stamkos has not scored in this series yet. Oh, okay. So that's well, one of the things that uh, you have to give the Islanders some credit for. With the uh, that, yeah, that's true. I mean, with the way that Braden Point is scoring, as it looks like Tampa Bay just scored right now. Maybe it was Stamkos. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> at the way that uh, Braden Point has been scoring, I don't know if they necessarily uh, are missing that production from Steven Stamkos. It, it looks like it might have been Stamkos, Stamkos that scored, scored too. at this replay here. So right on cue. Uh, <laughs> Wendell Clark's classic grill and bar, just back to that Vegas comment, says, uh, what a press conference for Leonard after. Did you happen to see the press conference? I did not see the press conference. After he basically came out and said he shows up. Uh, and I mean, I would personally never do this, but if this is what gets him motivated, then... Uh, all the power to him, but uh, he basically shows up uh, four hours before game time and just looks at his name on Twitter and just scrolls through and sees all the negative things that are being said yep, about motivation. Him. And that's yep. what motivates him. And last night it clearly worked. Yep. Right. So, yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. But well, uh, I, and, and you can imagine how everybody was talking about this story. I mean, you know, 
like we talked about, Colby Armstrong. Yeah. Um, uh, media people. A lot of people question that move. So, Which is fair, I think, right? Yeah. I mean, Fleury had the one gaff. The only other playoff game Leonard played in this year was that uh, game one uh, of the series against the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, ultimately, he got shelled in that game, but they ultimately came back to win the series. So I feel like DeBoer, not the, the criticism, but I feel like it's uh, you know kind of warranted wondering why you would make that decision. And also, this isn't Robin Leonard's fault either. He didn't ask to be... Oh no! You know what I mean? Oh, like no. he's just—he's no, at the mercy of the yeah. coach's call, right? Yeah. But but you 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 know, and every athlete at that level wants to play. So you know, but but yeah, I guess Twitter is now the modern version of billboard, or you know, bulletin board material, mm-hmm. and that's what Leonard did. Yeah. So one nothing uh, right now, like I said, for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. It's tough to say who scored that uh, that goal. It was either Stamkos or Point, but uh, that's going to be one heck of a game five. Uh, game six goes Tuesday between the, or sorry, game five goes Tuesday between the Golden Knights and the Canadians. But we are ever so close, that much closer to crowning, well, depending, finding know, deciding who plays yeah. in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. And then one of those two teams will be crowned the champion for the 2020 2021 season for the National Hockey League. Also, just announced in terms of the NHL today is they're planning to start next year on October 12th, and there's going to be two schedules drawn up. One with an Olympic break in it, and one without that. Yeah, an Olympic I did break in it. Yeah. So that'll be interesting, and that'll be something else to keep our, our eyes on as well. Again, a conversation for another time. Yes. But I would like to I would like to not have the NHLers go to the Olympics. Right. That's a great way to end this week's episode of the YXC Sports Podcast. <laughs> Next week. Yeah, we'll we delve into that. Yeah, sit, sit on that for a week. <laughs> Big thanks to everybody for tuning in and watching this week's episode of the YXC Sports Podcast. Again, next week, same time, same place. Until then, stay safe.